Welcome to Fifth and Mission. I'm Dominic Fracasa. San Francisco's parklets are here to stay now that city leaders have decided to make the outdoor extensions of restaurants and businesses a permanent part of the cityscape. The outdoor spaces were a godsend for lots of city businesses during the pandemic, allowing them to transform sidewalks and parking spaces into outdoor seating for customers. But parklets also sparked a debate about the private control of public spaces. So what happens now that they're a permanent part of city streets in San Francisco? Chronicle City Hall reporter Mallory Mensch is here to catch us up with the latest. Hi, Mallory. Hello. So, Mallory, at one point, Mayor London Breed threatened to put a parklet ballot measure in front of voters if the Board of Supervisors didn't take up the issue themselves. My first question to you, why did parklets become such a big deal in San Francisco in the first place? Well, like you said, Dom, they became a lifeline for many businesses that were hit by the lockdown in San Francisco, which is one of the strictest in the country. So they allowed those businesses to stay open and Mayor London Breed and all the supervisors definitely want to keep supporting those small businesses as they're recovering. But it also became something that not only business owners relished, but many residents enjoyed eating outside. Many compared it to more like cities in Europe and uh, the kind of city that San Francisco Francisco dreams of having. And so that was something that elected officials wanted to keep um, both for the businesses and for the residents. But it became a sticking point. And and the reason that Maryland and Breed um, did threaten to put it on the ballot is because it was very complicated. And so it took a lot of time for supervisors with a lot of input from community members uh, to decide on the final plan. The legislation itself is 80 pages long, and they had to take into account all the concerns of different people, whether it's businesses, whether it's residents who want to preserve their parking, and people who are seniors or disabilities who may need to navigate these spaces on the sidewalk and wheelchairs or other things. So there was a lot to take into consideration. Uh, that took a, a little bit of time to work out. Now, I, I like that connection that you just drew, that parklets are kind of, in a sense, they're a, a concession that the city made to businesses who were, at the time, you know, forbidden from bringing customers inside. So it was a way to help them keep going. So how have businesses themselves, and business owners, rather, reacted to the news that these parklets are, uh, are going to be a permanent thing in San Francisco? Most of them are elated, Uh, many of them, especially bar owners who had to shut down entirely for most of the pandemic, uh, are so relieved that they can keep these going. They've also, many people have already invested a lot of time and energy and money into creating these things, so they'd like to, to keep them there and to have them keep supporting their businesses. One person that I spoke with was Ben Blyman, who owns two bars in San Francisco and is the founder of the San Francisco Bar Owners Alliance. Here is him talking about his reaction to the vote to make shared spaces permanent on Tuesday evening. In the past, for about a decade, literally everything that came out of City Hall that affected small business uh, made it harder for us to do business. So to have something so big in the positive direction is, uh, you know, if you told me this before the pandemic, I would have laughed at you. In reading your reporting, Mallory, another person you talked to said he was kind of torn 
over Parklet. So talk a little bit, if you would, about who's expressed reservation about these things. I mean, you mentioned, you know, the disability community, disability rights community who said, like, look, this makes it difficult for us to navigate the city and this needs to be addressed. That was a, a problem for months, even in the, the earlier stages of the pandemic, when these were just starting to mushroom across the city. So what have been, you know, the drawbacks uh, expressed by people who aren't so hot to trot over these things? I think there are a few issues that people were debating over. Uh, One was whether the city should allow uh, the businesses, private businesses with paying customers to take over some of these public spaces. In the future, they will be paying uh, for permits to do that. Um, But that does mean more limited access, um, both for parking spots, which some residents were unhappy about and could also hurt other businesses, such as a clothing store that's next to a restaurant. And maybe they have customers who common and used to park in those one or two spots, but now they're not able to anymore. So I think parking was an issue. And then, like you mentioned, uh, the disability community was was a big voice that the supervisors and elected officials tried uh, to take into consideration to make sure that these spaces and the sidewalk um, were still um, accessible to many people. One advocate that I spoke with said that he was supportive of the legislation now, but said there were still some issues that needed to be worked through. Uh, so here is Pai Ra, who is the uh, Transit Justice Director at the nonprofit Senior and Disability Action, talking about his concerns and his uh, hopes for the future legislation. When we create these things, we got to make sure everybody can benefit from it, not just a select few. Seniors and people with disabilities, we're not the majority, but we still, we're an important factor. And a lot of times they skip over us. Well, stay with us. We'll take a break right now and be back to talk more with Mallory Mensch after this. You're listening to Fifth and Mission. You can support this show and the newsroom that creates it by signing up for unlimited access at sfchronicle.com slash pod or by downloading the San Francisco Chronicle app. Welcome back to Fifth and Mission. We're talking with Chronicle City Hall reporter Mallory Mensch about parklets in San Francisco. So, Mallory, in reading your stories, there seem to be some last-minute maneuvers before San Francisco's Board of Supervisors actually voted on this, uh, as you said, 80-page legislation to make parklets a permanent thing in San Francisco. So what was all of that you know, sort of late, last-minute finagling all about? There was definitely some last minute maneuvers and Tuesday night, uh, the Board of Supervisors, they had about a two hour debate on this subject. And uh, one of the supervisors, Gordon Marr, seemed to change his mind in the course of the debate and was the final um, deciding vote on some of these things. Um, But there were two amendments that they were looking at. One was to allow business owners to close the parklets or to secure them overnight. And in the end, they decided on the hours between midnight and 7 a.m. And the supervisors were really divided on this. Half of them said, you know, we are giving over this public space to private businesses, so they at least should leave them open so that everyone can access them outside of business hours. But others, and in the end, uh, the slight majority said that we cannot leave this responsibility up to business owners, say if someone comes and makes a mess or they have noise complaints from the neighbors, they can't be held responsible for this, uh, especially in neighborhoods. Uh, such as uh, the tenderloin where homelessness or or open-air drug use might be more of an issue. They don't want to leave the business owners uh, responsible for that. 
And the second uh, amendment, which is a little more technical, is that they said, you know what, we're going to leave responsibility for this program with the planning department, which has been issuing permits uh, over the course of this year, instead of moving it over to public works. So was the split over the vote more a matter not of the part not of parklets in in concept in theory but over some of these these last minute tweaks these last amendments that were introduced this week definitely everyone w- loved the parklets wanted to see them uh, keep going and also as as a political move as well that everyone has been incredibly supportive of small businesses and trying to do everything that they can to help them so there was no debate there it was just over these specifics of how are we going to make this work for everyone so the fact that the city is you know on record now now that we have legislation you know saying uh, that the city is open to transforming parking spaces for other uses that that in concept sort of dovetails into a wider debate that that sort of ebbs and flows in San Francisco over over parking spaces and and just to sort of crudely sum it up how much space should be devoted to cars versus people in the city, right? And on city streets. So can you, can you talk a little bit about how, how those two things are, are related and how the, the debate uh, over parklets, despite the fact, as you said, that most folks are generally okay with them at the very least in concept. Uh, the fact is that, that this, this parking issue is, is again, part of a wider debate that, that tailed, seemed to tail behind the, the parklet conversation. That's right. And I think that does get to a, a, a debate at the, the heart of San Francisco over cars and whether uh, cars are king in San Francisco or whether we can be a, a transit first city, which is actually the policy of San Francisco, the official policy. But we see that it, that it has its its shortcomings, uh, especially uh, during the pandemic as Muni has scaled back service. So not all the bus lines are running. So if someone does have a car, they might be depending more on it and depending more on parking to get around. So there's this tension that uh, some people say, well, we still need this parking and we still need parking spaces. Um, Others say we want to move more in the direction of public transportation, of reducing driving uh, so we can have a positive impact on climate change. Um, So we should be pushing policies like this, even if it might be a little painful or we might have some protesters. Well, no shortage of protesters in San Francisco, Mallory. Thank you so much for your time today and for your reporting on this. Thank you for having me. Our thanks again to Chronicle City Hall reporter Mallory Mensch, to King Kaufman for producing this episode, and thank you for listening. We'll catch you next time on Fifth and Mission. And they had to take into account all the concerns of many different people, whether it's business owners or residents who don't want to give up their parking or people who are seniors and who have disabilities who need, would need to navigate the sidewalk around them.